Welcome to the show. Today I have two-thirds of the band Radio Fix. Uh, we got the frontman Daniel Martin and the bass player Benjamin Thurston in studio live here. Uh, and they even do a couple songs after the interview. So I found these guys on a Arizona's uh, best of list and they had a reader's poll. And this band was uh, and is still winning the poll for the best Arizona band. And it was shocking to me only because I never heard of them. So uh, once I listened to the music, I realized uh, why they're so popular. They're a very talented band. Uh, they kind of have that 90s Seattle vibe. Uh, mixed in with a bit of the 70s, uh, and yet it still sounds contemporary. So their songs are really catchy, and uh, you'll find them getting in your head the more that you listen to them. And I knew that I found a good band because even my girlfriend started playing their music on Spotify, which she doesn't usually do right before an interview. And uh, so I knew that it wasn't just me that thought they were good. But uh, you can decide for yourself. Stick around after the interview and hear them do a couple songs. Enjoy. Okay, welcome to the show, the Chuck Shoot Podcast. I'm here with Radio Fix, hottest band in Arizona. You guys are kicking ass in the uh, AZ Footholes, what is it, Foothills, the poll. You guys are best band according to the readers. So, I mean, that's pretty. That's a pretty good compliment right nice. there, right? Yes, we appreciate it. Yeah, so let's introduce yourselves. Uh, uh, you are Daniel Martin, the singer and guitarist? Yes, uh, singer, guitarist. Extraordinaire, extraordinaire, <laughs> pianist. Sometimes, um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay, and Ben, Ben Thurston, play bass, and Jorge is uh, the drummer, but he's not here. Jorge, correct. Right. Okay. So let's talk about your guys' uh, the early influences for music. I heard Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Counting Crows, Pearl Jam, Temple the Dog, which is kind of a hybrid of those. STP. Were you guys fans of uh, Mother Love Bone at all? Yeah. Yeah. They had some good stuff. Alice in Chains. I'm a 90s grunge guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of grew into that. Um, one of my first albums that uh, my dad got me was the volume one and two greatest hits Led Zeppelin, the one with the where they were in the space suits. Oh, okay. And uh, so huge Jimmy Page was a huge influence for me, especially guitar, obviously guitar wise. And uh, that's kind of how I learned how to play was by like, trying to play along with uh, all those Zeppelin songs. So you just self-taught by listening to all the records? Yeah. Um, I started playing violin when I was four years old and uh, I did that till I was like 18 or so. Okay. And then when I was like eight or nine, my dad is a huge rock guy. Uh, he bought me my first guitar, showed me GC&D, and bought me a couple of good records. <laughs> Cream of Clapton, like I said, Zeppelin. Nice. Uh, Doobie Brothers. And I just listened to them and tried to mimic them. Yeah. And, uh, it started to make sense. Gotcha. So how did the band come together then? How did you, when did you form Radio Fix? Well, I, I had done Radio Fix on and off prior to meeting these guys and, uh, I wasn't doing anything at the time, but since uh, the high school days, yeah, long time. But uh, we were doing a show at a place called Sky, Sky Lounge. Yep. Is that still around? No, it's no, not closed. Sadly. Pretty cool venue, though. It was like one of the only cool venues on the west side of town, way on the oh. West Valley. Yeah. Otherwise, always. Is that the one that always had the cover bands, like the yes. tribute to Journey? Yep. Okay, I never yep. did get to go there, but I always saw the ads Beautiful for it. bar. Yeah. Amazing green room. Uh -huh. Amazing green room. Up, upstairs, <laughs> uh, overlooking, you get to look oh. over the, the over the stage. 
Sounds really cool. Great catering. Yeah, so uh, I didn't, I can't remember, who are you playing with? Hollywood. Hollywood Hollywood Heartthrob. We were on a bill with with this other band that Ben was in, and uh, because I was doing something, I can't remember what I was doing, but I was there. I might have even just came to see you guys because I met Teddy somewhere. I can't remember what happened exactly, but um, I was blown away by Ben, and I was like, I didn't know his name even then, and I was unable to hook up with him after the show, so... I was like Facebook and looking up heartthrob, <laughs> like what's this guy's name, and uh, so yeah, then I hit him up on I think it was Facebook. Yep. And, uh, so did you kind of steal him from that band? I always I'm always curious about this because is there some sort of like uh, code about that kind of stuff that hey he's in our band or is it more just like hey we want to work on a different project and you uh, can still be in the other band or no? So when he first hit me up, I think maybe said once and I was like ah uh, yeah maybe and uh, but then. We were, you know, the vocalist was taking a break. Yeah. Guitar, one of the guitarists had wanted to do a solo record. Uh, oh, okay. Brett Sutton, he plays a lot around here, but he's got new stuff, but he, he played a solo like instrumental record, great guitarist. But, uh, so people were doing other things uh, with that band. So that time I was like, oh, well, going to be free musically for a bit. So Perfect. It was like good timing and uh, came up and jammed and yeah. Okay. And, and I had known since I was like 2011. Yeah. Okay. I had known Teddy from some, I can't remember how I met he, Teddy. He was booking him. shows at Sky Lounge then. Yeah. He was the booker as well for that place. So I had known him and I just asked him, I was like, hey, Ben's, you know, kick ass. You, you know, I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers, but yeah, yeah, he yeah. was cool about it. It's kind of a, you know, it's, it's not about stealing anybody. It's okay. just, you know, in fact, you want, you know, bass, bassists and drummers, it's like play as much as you can with as many people uh, as you can. Cause it, you know, yeah, it seems like everyone nowadays is in so many different bands and has so many different projects going on. You kind of have to because, you know, you don't make as much off the record sales. Right. So And like with Ben and I, it was kind of like, you know, um, you have to have a passion project mixed in there somewhere. You mm-hmm. know? So one of them is kind of where you, you know, put most of your energy. But sure. you play it with as many people as you can, you know. So how did you guys come up with the name Radio Fix? We were, we were kind of talking about this before, but I do like the name. But how'd you come up with that? Yeah. When I first started uh, trying to write my own tunes, um, I think it was my my pops that said, yeah, you got to get, get out there and fix the radio. Because, you know, there was a lot of pop. Boy, ba- you know, the, oh. the scene was very, uh, you know, pop at the time. Sure. It was kind of grungier, so. That's that's it. That's where okay. It well, there you go. That's pretty easy. Yeah. And so you play guitar. You sing. Um, you, I've seen you use a harmonica. And then did you say you played the piano or the organ? Because I hear like an organ in in, um, in the Beauty Queen single. Is that you? That's Benny Leonard. Oh, Benny Leonard. okay. So you have an additional musician. And then I also saw you guys um, had an additional guitarist on some of the video. Did you? Do you mm. still use a? Uh, a second guitarist for some shows or uh, that was Frank and he was in Hollywood heartthrob with me as oh, well. And okay. so, you know, again, like you see around town, especially I guess the Phoenix Scottsdale mm-hmm. music scene, you'll see players playing with multiple bands all the time, the different nights of the week. So, uh, Frank was playing with us. That was for a few years, probably from 2012. When we got done recording the record, we brought him on to play it out live uh, so like 2013 to 2014, a few years. Yeah. Okay. So those, that that would have been the time frame you saw those videos. But since then, three piece, three piece, three piece recording all the tracks, uh, plus the keys and the violin, and then 
three-piece sets. So w- when you do the shows, like when you perform Beauty Queen live, how will you do the organs and stuff? Will you just use Ideally, tape? Benny, you know, or somebody, somebody, we would hire, you know, a, a, a keyboardist or a pianist, you know, there's, there's a list of guys in town that okay. hop on stuff, but sometimes, you know, depending on it, we just hop up as a three piece and there's just, there is no, no organ. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It's not like uh like with guns and roses, you know, they would do like, they'd have that giant symphony and stuff, but then they also like would just do some shows where they're not, Right. Using all that stuff. So, and obviously they have a bigger budget than you guys, I'm sure. But, um, so yeah, it sounds like you guys have played a lot of different bars, clubs, festivals. Um, you've done Phoenix as well as California, Rocky point anywhere else. Um, we've pretty much stuck to that area. We were doing, uh, Mexico quite a bit there. And then, uh, obviously with everything that happened, it got, you know, this year was kind of a bust for that kind of thing, but we had a lot of fun going down there and, Playing in Mexico, the the little resorts right there at Rocky Point, you know, they're crowded. People love it. They just, you know, the bars can't love having the American oh, yeah. bands come down there. You know, the moods play there all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, our other buddies, Black Bottom Lighters, they go down there all the time. Um, Do you play the Circus Mexicus or the January Jam or any of that stuff? I haven't done that yet. We haven't done that yet. We've gone down there and played in sequence at, like, the bar that hosts it. So like the night before the festival, we would play that bar. Okay. But, uh, we never actually got, went on the ticket for the circus Mexicans yet. Did you, uh, and then when you go to California, like what venues, cause a lot of those places in California are pretty famous venues. Like you play like the whiskey or the troubadour in those we've places. We played at the whiskey. Um, oh, we cool. played it. Where did we play? We played the last time we were there. We played the mint, um, which that was a really, that was a really cool little bar. What was that other bar we played that weekend? Down in San Diego. Yeah. What's the name of that place? It was pretty cool too. San Diego. Yeah. San Diego's got to have a lot of cool places. Yeah. But do you guys play? I heard that you play three to four hour sets. Like that's equal parts original music plus covers. Yeah. Um, how do you do a three to four hour set? Is that like when you have like a break and stuff or? Yeah. There's uh, several bands that do that out in town here too. Boondocks right up the road. Oh, yeah. Uh, we like. Like that place, playing there. Rock oh, you guys bar. play there? Yeah. Okay. Rock bar, yeah. Uh, Copper Blues downtown, Phoenix. But uh, a lot of people, uh, a few other acts will do that and mix in just enough original tunes and mix them in there with the covers. And, you know, if they're good, nobody, you know, yeah, you've got your, likes it. You've got your traditional shows like that you'd play at Rebel Lounge or, or, or mm-hmm. regular venues like that, 50, 60 minute sets. But then some of these uh, other, you know, bars, like uh, what's the Boondocks? his name the owner tim tim yeah he he liked us and so you know we just kind of got on a thing where like once a month we were going down there and you know we just play three one-hour sets yeah so like because if you're playing to boondocks or places like that the people that are coming in are not necessarily coming in to see you like they're just coming in to go out and hang out so you're playing probably more covers on those shows i'm guessing right we were strictly half and half we played six originals six covers per set you know and if you you keep it upbeat and we, we gained a lot of traction playing those shows because sure. so many people moved through that. Yeah. Had that huge outside patio. Yeah. And then people listen and go, who's this band? And, yeah. Right. That's and very so it's cool. It's really ideal for that. Well, let's see. Yeah. So let's talk about the song. So the originals, I mean, you wanted a raw sound with these songs and you don't want to make it too overproduced. So did you produce it yourselves then or who mm-hmm. produced? Okay. Wow. Yeah. We're self-produced, self-recorded. So, and you said in the studio, if something sounds crazy, 
you'll try it anyways. And sometimes it works. So that, I think that's a great strategy. Um, cause I just had on, um, the guy from Skid Row and he said, uh, that's how they picked their producer. Cause they said, look, uh, you'll let you guys have control, but like, l- at least try my ideas. So you, you're saying you want to try everyone's ideas. So like, what's the craziest thing that you tried in the studio that didn't work? The bridge of the end ended, ended up pretty interesting. Yeah. Sandwich. Something that didn't work. Oh, uh, or maybe, yeah, one of the did. Yeah. Either way. You know, we'll throw really aggressive bridges on stuff, bridges to the song, like, you know, two minutes in where there's just like an insane drum solo or something of that like. And then you listen back to it and it's just, it's just too much. Okay. Okay. So you'll have to idle it back. But typically, you know, when we go in there, what we mean by that is, you know, think about how you want to play your part of the track and just make it a little push towards uncomfortable mm-hmm. for you. Like that's going to be too much. Like just go for it. And then we'll, it's easy to idle back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's harder to you know boost yourself up. So, so do you kind of all produce then, or is it like, or do you have the final say? Cause you're, it's kind of more, you're the front man stuff or how's that work? Yeah. I mean, to an extent we're so like-minded when it comes to this stuff that mm. it's really an easy discussion most mm. of the time. Yeah. It's r- rarely that, you know, we disagree, but mm. Yeah, every so often, then yeah, it'd be him. But it's, I mean, most most of the time we're always, you know, if we try three different options out, you know, for an arrangement or, yeah. or something, generally all agree. Like we we play it through, and yeah, that 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 works best. That's awesome. Yeah. Our goal is for is the song. Yeah, yeah. If the song is being treated the way it's supposed to be, then we're all happy. You know, it's we never do the the uh, cliche stuff where the bassist wants to be louder, the guitarist wants to be louder. <laughs> you know, that's, you no, know. the worst example of that is, uh, the Metallica album and justice, and justice for, for all. all. Like yeah. as a bass player, that must just like, just like piss you off. So <laughs> it's Especially so coming after Cliff Burton. Oh yeah. I know. He's such he a great down, and how bass big player. Of a part that was for, you know, metal fans and yeah. music fans listen to those records. And that's like, I can't hear the bass. Have you ever heard the remix where they added, they pumped the bass back up? It's really good. Actually way better. Uh, but so let's, yeah, let's talk about your song. So this, uh, the new single beauty queen, I mean, this thing has like, it's almost a half a million views on YouTube. Did you yeah, know that? She's cranking up there. That one. Yeah. How does that, how did that just go viral? Just people sharing it, you think? Or was there some big person that shared it or? Well, you know, it's a, we've got some campaigns going. We have a really good uh, PR company Hmm. we work with that, you know, helps make sure that we're directing to the appropriate crowds and stuff. So the right people are finding it. That's what makes it, you know, it's not just random People that you know are a huge Katy Perry fan. They're obviously not going to get it, <laughs> right? Nothing, exactly. No, no jabs against Katy Perry, but uh, we're a little bit different. Sure, so, for sure. Um, no, yeah, that's and a- then that thing's just that that thing's taken off pretty good for us. So we're we're really excited about it. We spent a lot of time on that on that video. Yeah, it's a great riff. It's a good song for sure. Yeah. I've been listening to your stuff all all morning. It's really catchy. Um, awesome. And then you have another song all night long, which is interesting because that's your most popular Spotify song. So why do you think one's bigger on YouTube and one's bigger on Spotify? All Night Long's been out a little bit longer. Since February, longer. right? Yeah, February 7th or so. And that that's that's what we were talking about earlier. So we dropped All Night Long, and then we had scheduled to do a video shoot for it to, it to have a music video. And then everything happened with oh. COVID. So we idled back on that. And then so All Night Long had a longer stretch there on Spotify. 
obviously we kind of held back on dropping beauty queen till we were sure we could get a music video done sure okay. so the same we kind of got blindsided by yeah by that. no there's as a, everybody did yeah for sure there's a lot of good songs feel alive in my head is good um already gone that's a really catchy one i feel like that that's a song that i would hear on the radio for sure um and then believe that's like kind of more of an acoustic slowed down song yeah that's really good stuff so and then you guys do some covers. You one of your favorites is the Neil Young yep, Heart, of Heart of Gold. Gold. Yeah, why is that uh, one of your favorites? Like why? I Neil Young's just you know if you go back and watch his old videos of just just the way he plays. I've seen him once live um, as well, and he's just a really raw player. Like the way he plays his guitar, the way he sings, and then obviously the harmonica. That's where I kind of got my harmonica influence. Uh, yeah. No, um, but yeah. And then um, this is a great one too, the uh, Possum Kingdom by the Toadies. Yeah. So I saw this cover on YouTube, and it it's so great. Uh, I saw you guys doing an interview, and the person they had were were there when you were playing it, and they walked in, they thought the Toadies were actually there. It was <laughs> it was that good. And to me, I think like the hardest thing about doing a cover is getting the vocals right. I mean, unless if it's a Rush song, then maybe the drums, or if it's Primus, then maybe bass. But you know, or Van Halen, the guitars, obviously. But most songs, like to cover them, if you really want to do it well, you got to you really got to get those vocals. And I think your vocals on that song are as good, if not better, than the original. I think people should, if they're listening, they definitely need to pause it, check out YouTube, and and see if I'm right on that. Do you agree with that? I surely agree with that. We're actually going to, um, the toadies is a kind of a funny story. When we were in uh, grade school, me and one of my best buddies had that, uh, possum kingdom album, toadies album. And, uh, we passed that thing around so many times that it wore out. And then we would go get another, uh, copy of the CD because I, there was just something about that album and especially that song that just makes you want to sing it like mm-hmm. that like yeah. it just really fires you up and people just go you know ape over that song it wasn't a huge song you know like i don't even most people don't even know what the name of the band is sure like, not most but but yeah they recognize, they the, recognize song, the riff yeah but not sure. the band yeah yeah interesting song title so yeah most people even if they know the song it's like so help me jesus is that yeah <laughs> That's right. I had to think about it too. Cause I'm like, I definitely know that song, but yeah, I might, I don't know if I would remember the name. It is kind of an interesting name. And wasn't that, cause wasn't that the name of the lake, the record too, or no, was the record just called the toadies? I can't remember, but possible. I think that's the name of a lake over there. Oh, from. Yeah. is it? Okay. So yeah, like, like I said before, Arizona foothills magazine, um, they've got you uh, as the best, uh, band of the year. That's pretty exciting. The last checked, I think you guys were at 35%. The guy in second has like 27 so it seems like a pretty safe lead, uh, but people should still go over. They can still vote, right? Up until, oh, yeah. I think it's till November. It's a long haul. It's till yeah. November 30th, I believe. And you don't even know how you got on that, huh? I don't. Do you, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> but that's a pretty big compliment. Said we, that- got nom- we got an email saying we got nominated for Best of the Valley, and then we just kind of looked into it, and we're like, oh, cool, sweet. So we kind of threw some posts out there about it oh, okay. on our Instagram and stuff saying, hey, yeah. we got, you know, throw us a vote. If you got a second. Um, I can't, I can't remember. That's exciting. Yeah. It's just, it's interesting to me. Cause I've, I thought I was like plugged into the scene and I'm like, what? I've never heard of you guys. What, what the hell? Like, how did I never yeah, what's hear what's going on? Man? I know. So that's why I want to get the, the word out here and not just to Arizona, but hopefully nationally as well. Oh yeah. Um, so again, I think we talked about some of the shows you did like rock bar. You've played at Crescent ballroom, rebel lounge. What's the biggest show you've done? Um, I don't know if it's the biggest, but 
we opened up at the Marquee Theater for. I'll, I'll put this as this was like for some reason one of my favorite shows. Okay, been. sure. Um, we opened up for Jeff Tate um, from Queens, right? Yes. Wow. And uh, we actually did more of a dumbed down acoustic set for it. Um, and I don't know the vibe in there. Everybody was seated. You know, it was mm. packed. Yeah. And everybody was sitting down for the whole thing, and it was just the vibe in there was just. They had seats in the marquee. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it was an interesting setup. It, he was doing like an all acoustic tour. Okay. Like they had. Oh. Yeah. Cajon and they have a violin, I believe. Uh, nice. But he played it's really like cool. eight, 18 songs and he, you know, nailed everything. It's incredible. Yeah. Oh, Less yeah. notes, you yeah. know, the whole, throughout the whole catalog. But yeah, that was really interesting because he had seats at the marquee. So everyone was I've really never seen that. Yeah. paying attention. Did he, were you able to like meet him or get a photo or anything or? He was made him uh, met you know most of the rest of the band, but oh, I think okay. he was he's a pretty on the private bus guy. Oh, that, is he okay? Yeah, very specific on that tour as well with yeah, yeah. what the other bands could do, how long their sets were, what instruments oh. they could play. Yeah, that's he's just always, very. He was yeah. very particular okay. about a lot of things, which is you know yeah, that's fine. It's his he's ride, Jeff so. Tate. He yeah, whatever so he, 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 do what he wants. He is incredible. Yeah, he's no, it was a really awesome that. show. I'll, I'll always remember even getting done and then just watching his whole. That's very cool. That's awesome. Who else have you guys opened? Have you opened for other big names like that? Uh, we opened f- Puddle of Mud. Puddle of Mud. Oh, okay. Was that Marquee. a BLK Live then? Or? No, that was not Marquee. Marquee. Okay. That was packed out too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Those guys kick ass too. It was really, really good show. No, that's a great band. Absolutely underrated. Actually, right before. What are we going to open for? Uh, oh, Edgar. Edgar Winter. Edgar Winter. Oh, um, and the show got canceled up, for oh. whatever reason. I think he ended up doing a different thing down by the stadium. Or okay, they canceled the yeah. date altogether. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so like the day before you were you were saying that you want to tour with Royal Thunder, which is an Australian band, and then also another Royal oh, Royal no. Blood. They're, uh, they're from Atlanta. Oh, Royal is it from Thunder? Atlanta? It's what did Atlanta, I say? Australia? And Royal Blood's from the UK. UK. Yeah. yeah. Royal Blood is amazing. I've never heard of Royal Sick. Thunder though. Yeah, I'll we like that covering out. that. We've covered that song. Figure it out. Figure you. Figure oh, out. that's a great yeah. song. You guys cover that. Yeah. Oh, I got to see you guys live. Yeah. And then, um, and you have toured with Black Bottom Lighters, like you said, and the Hourglass Cats. Um, and you played with the Wives. What other uh, local bands have you played with? Sean Johnson, Foundation. Back in the day, we played a lot with the Moods. And oh, did you? Okay, yeah. I was going to ask you about the Black Moods. What about um, Evan Berg? Okay. A lot are of the you, Scottsdale scene. Are you familiar with like, uh, cause I've had a couple of local bands, Natalie and the sweet talkers, Lee Pereira, Eddie and the getaway. Have you, are you familiar with any of those? Yeah. yeah Lee Pereira. He, he had bands in the, around town for a long, long time. Yeah. They're really good. I remember seeing him back in probably 2007, the first time. Has he been around uh, that With the different band. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't going by, you know, his, his name yet. Okay. But, Huh. Yeah, he's been around a long time. I think we maybe done. I think we've done shows with him at at Rock Bar. Or yeah, and we've played a f- yeah. we played a few shows with Wives too. I really like yeah. those cats. It's yeah. just the their sound is really is really you know yeah no definitely it's like a seventies absolutely but you know and you're trying to get onto like the festivals. Um, you you wanted to try to get onto the Apache Lake Festival. I don't even know if that's going to happen now, but. Um, have you did have you have any talks with that about any that festival or other festivals that are, might be happening? Um, yeah, we played a lot of shows at Last Exit Live and Brennan. Brennan throws that whole um, thing on at Apache Lake. I don't know why we never got on that one. Christopher Shane 
I should say as well. Do you know them? Mm-mm. Christopher Shane Christopher Band. Shane. Super. It sounds familiar. Like a southern rock. It's like S H A Y N E. Yeah. Okay. I think I did. esque Yeah. Oh, I think I think I saw them at what's that place up in Cup Pub Rock or no, not Pub Rock. The the one that used to be Rock Bottom Brewery up in North Phoenix at Desert Ridge. I forget the name of it. Desert Ridge. That's another CB Live now. CB Live. Yeah. Yeah. CB Live. Yeah. So I think I saw them there. So like, what is your prediction with live music and rock music? Like, is it in trouble? Or do you guys have shows planned? Because um, it seems like yeah. I'm seeing people perform, maybe not necessarily in Arizona, but in other states and things. I think people will be itching to get back, not only just as bands, but as fans and, and being Oh, I'm definitely itching, yeah. Attendance. Every year for the last few years, we've been doing a show called Fansgiving, which uh, we pick a charity, uh, a couple other guys like Black Bottom Lighters and those guys, and we'll play, and all the ticket sales go to that charity. Okay. Um, I think... Talking to them, that is on again this year, but we've done the last three years of it. So that's coming up. That okay. would be the first live show we played since March. Oh, wow. So, uh, and where does that usually take place? It's usually at Rebel Lounge. I think okay. they're doing it at Sage and Sand this year. Oh, cool. So it is, it's on for now? Or? I, as far as I know, okay. it's on. Um, I was just talking to Zelig, the guy that puts it together every year. Do people have to wear those bubble suits? Have you seen that? <laughs> No, Have no, you seen I, that the video of the concert where everyone wore a bubble suit? Uh, no, where is that happening? I can't remember. I'll, I'll show it to you guys afterwards. It's pretty crazy. Sand is open. I've seen my buddies play there the other the other week. Do you have? Do they have to socially distance, or is it limited capacity? Or? It's outside oh. at least. So oh, yeah, I think that's just outdoors. Yeah, that might be why they moved venues. And there's tons of space. It's, it's well, I hope. Yeah, I hope you guys area. do a show. Let me know, and I'll definitely uh, come and see you guys. It'd be amazing. I've never seen you. Um, question about your. Uh, your clothing style. Where do you guys do your shopping and will you give me a makeover? Cause I need some, I need some new clothes. <laughs> um, long time manager, Carol, who also doubles up as being my, my mother. Oh. Um, she has pretty awesome style and, uh, she helps us, you know, puts, put the, put all, put all the outfits together. Awesome. Yeah. You, you know, comes up with a cool theme idea. I don't know how she does it either. You okay. Know, well, I'll have to hire her as my manager. Yeah, she knows she knows where it's at when it comes to the to the clothing. Okay, nice. And of course, my wife helps as well. Oh, okay. She's and then, good at it yeah, and well. speaking of clothing, you guys have some pretty cool merch on your website. You guys got a t-shirt with the band. Uh, it's like a cartoon kind of version of the band yeah. logo on it. And then you got the women's tank tops with the, uh, the boom box boom and box. the water bottles as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to come out uh, with some new merch here. Oh, really? Once the uh, album cover is completed uh we'll probably be you know updating all the merch with the with the new album cover okay which we're working on right now yeah most of those you see now were kind of themed around the song all night long and maybe the album in general but song all all night long but we'll have some that are toward the the beauty queen okay theme like you see in the video and then for the the album in general when does the new album come out we're gu- we originally were gunning for the like the last Friday of November. Uh, we might push it back just to Skosh. Okay. Um, we're just finalizing the album cover. We're doing all original artwork. Uh, we met wow. we met this super awesome photographer named Mark Marianovich. He's out of Los Angeles. Um, he's shot a lot of cool people. Chris Cornell. Uh, wow. Was one of my favorite shoots I saw <laughs> that he did, but. Uh, 
That's a pretty good his, resume uh, builder. Yeah, his lady does video as well. So she shot Beauty Queen, um, the music video, and then she's also like a, a you know a painter, you know, oil painting and all that. So we've been kicking around ideas, and she's going to make a total custom album cover, uh, original art. Awesome. And, uh, so we're just kind of working on that right now. We'll see how long it takes. But all right. Well, um, I want to hear you guys uh, do a couple songs, but before we. Uh, and the interview portion of it, uh, is there a charity that you guys, is the friends giving, is that the charity that you guys work with? Did you work with another charity? Yeah. The charity that, uh, me and Ben were kicking around that we really like is called Patriot org. Oh, Patriot org. It's, um, animals. They, yeah. So veterans that come back from the war oh. or, 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 active duty yeah. that have PTSD or have been injured in some way, they train a, you know, a dog, okay. like a service dog, train a service dog for them. Okay. So they have a service animal. It's just oh. really cool. Cause no, it combines animals and yeah. veterans. And no, that's super cool. It's funny. Yeah. Cause my brother, he was a veteran and, uh, he got, he, he never had a dog. We were never allowed to have pets growing up, but he got a dog and I swear to God, it changed his life. Like he, and he resented, he, or he resisted it. His wife was the one who was like, we need to get a dog. He's like, ah, all right. And then he got the dog and he's like, he loves the dog. <laughs> like, and so, yeah, I think that can really make a huge difference in people. Yeah. It's lives, really cool. Right? Cause the service animals from, from the war zones come back too. And they've got, they've been injured or whatever. And they oh. rehabilitate those dogs as well. Wow. So really it's cool. just, you know, I, I, we, that's pretty cool. Is that a so, local charity or is that? I don't think it's local. Okay. It's not okay. solely in Arizona. Okay, anymore. cool. Well, I'll definitely have to check that out. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break here and then we'll come back and play some music. Rock and roll. Okay. Oh 
So Radio Fix is the band, and I want to thank them for coming over. Uh, they are local to Arizona, but could and uh, should be coming to your town soon. Uh, these guys are just too big not to tour, so once everything is safe and their new album comes out, I think they may hit the road. Uh, but either way, I'll be seeing them live here in Arizona. Make sure you follow them on social media so you can keep up with the album release and tour dates. Uh, follow me and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. I have some killer guests lined up and some others that may be further down the line that everyone should enjoy as well. So thank you so much for listening and remember to shoot for the moon.